Hulk Recorded live. We learned a pitch in your backyard. Now it's teams coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bear spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bear spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. If you're sick of living paycheck to paycheck, listen up. This is Preston Neely, and I'm about to blow your mind. You want to know the big difference between you and the rich? It's not your job. It's not your skills. It's not your education. Here's the truth. Rich people make money in real estate, and it's not rocket science. Let me prove it by sending you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. Just call 1-800-700-2409. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity shut off nine times, but I figured out a What's going on, man? Not much. About to pull back into my place. It's, uh, man, uh, I'm like, I've, you know, checked out everything since you've uh, been working on shit, man, and the progress has been great. Uh, appreciate uh, all the hard work you've been putting into it. We're trying, man. We're trying. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Pete uh, is definitely down for the podcast still. We're going to do that. And then the other thing I was thinking, too, is if we got some of these shows on score that are kind of niche shows like the wrestling one, and I can talk to them about letting us take their podcast and put it on the site. I mean, I don't want to overblow the site with too much content, but, you know, if there's something that's working well, might as well use it. Yeah, uh, here's my only thing with that. Um, long as it's not going to cause a conflict between the school and us or anything like that, I don't know how that, you know what I mean, all shakes out at any point. No, you know it, wouldn't what I mean? be, it wouldn't be with the school. It would just have to be a deal with the students, you know, and it would be someone that's already probably graduated and is in the graduate program because I'm not going to put something on there unless I know them well and have a relationship with them. Yeah, that's why. No. I mean, because that's the only thing. I don't. I just worry about content when if I don't want to hear about it at the point where it's like we got to take this down because somebody said this and this and this turns into a. That's the only fear. I know that's a real like worst case scenario thing, but that's the mm-hmm. only reason that I'm a little cautious about it. So that's why. I yeah. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I say I, I don't know how that would like if you're saying it doesn't have anything to do with the school, then that's fine. And yeah. that's why I worry about them then trying to say something about us and you know what I mean? Like about the site or something, you know, like, like we like spearheaded that or guided them in that direction. You know what I mean? Right. So that's the only yeah, reason I say Yeah, that. I hear you. Yeah. So I'll uh, definitely think about the ethics of it. But at the very least, I could start sending you the live show that me and Aaron are doing. I don't know. Do you want that on the site? Or do you want to leave that kind of exclusive to being live? Yeah, I mean, you guys, um, I mean, I mean, how do you want me to use it? Like, you tell me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll mix it down to a podcast version. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, it'll, it, it's going to roll like a live show, but it'll be mixed down with no commercials and uh, no nothing on the tail ends of each segment. You know, it's going to say score on air and that sort of stuff in the broadcast. See, that's that, that's the that's and this is this is where like I have a small problem with that, and this is a bigger conversation, but like at some point we have to 
have a clear delineation of what's with an Ohio right. bias and what's with score and air. So I don't have a problem with that, but if it's all promoting score and air and it's all along with an Ohio yeah, bias, it's kind of it. similar. It's a reverse situation of what we got going yeah. with um, uh, any of course, yeah. So I, I, we can do it, man, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Like I have no problem yeah. putting them up, but that's what I worry about. And then is Aaron still a student there or is she not a student? That's why I just worry about that stuff, man. Like I, I don't like. I know, like it's, it's not a big deal right now, but if something goes wrong, that's when it all comes flying down. You know what I mean? Like, um, does that make sense or no? Like, if everything's good, then it's fine. But if it, one day something goes wrong, then that's when we're in the lurch. You with me? Hello. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, sorry about that. Um, yeah, you're right. And the other thing is the cross promotion. Like, I, I if we're gonna do something or take something and put it on uh, bias, then I think that we need to cut out anything that's referring to the school, referring to the school station, stuff like that. I'm with you there. Yeah. So just let's figure that out, and then we can. You know what right. I mean? Because we can. We yep. can definitely. If long as the, and I mean I don't. I don't know. I don't want them to be like, oh, you guys produce your podcast at the school and that becomes an issue for you. You know what I mean? No, like, no, 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 no. We know that's not the People case, do but you understand what I'm that. saying? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I Thanks. For, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, but, you know, maybe I can start talking to some people that I think are pretty talented about maybe doing some, some work for us, either writing or uh, a podcast. Yeah. Um, let's get this going because this guy's uh, he's got to work. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You want right. to take the hockey questions and I'll just like close it out and start it out with I'll sure. start it out with two questions and you can just go from there and then I'll wrap it up. So I'm just going to ask him the questions about his site. So and then you can go straight hockey. Okay, cool. All right. Hey. Hey, Ben. Demetrius from Western Ohio Bias. How you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. And then, uh, Jake, you with us? Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. Good to meet you. Uh, hey, how you doing? Good, man. All right, Ben. Uh, have you done a podcast before, Ben? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple of years, but I've done one before. <laughs> All right. So we record to edit, man. So if there's something that you feel like you want to, uh, like, rephrase an answer or something like that, we can always throw a question at you and start over. But if not, man, you know okay. what it is. It's just a conversation about what you're doing and uh, about the Blue Jackets. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be uh, laid back. Um, I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm going to be uh, – when we do it, I was looking at the stats and everything, and really, I mean, I'm going to just try to give people uh, an idea of, like from being at the games and really seeing this team in depth and throughout the year, like maybe like a lot of the things that they don't see in the stat book and everything. So give them a really good idea of, of the team uh, beyond basic X's and O's and what you see online, like really, uh, you know, what, what, what you see from them. So I'll, I'll well, be ready to go. We need you to go in depth like Nate Silver, man, 538. So that's why we got you on. Yeah, here. okay. All right. Sound good. I'm joking, Ben. I'm joking, man. Just have no, fun, I'm man. Ready. Just I'm calm ready. down. Whatever it is, I'm ready. Yeah. All no, right. I'll, no, I'll be having a blast. I'm excited. <laughs>
right, we're going to start here. This is with an Ohio bias, a podcast for real fans with D and Jake. And uh, Jake, we got a good one here. Uh, oh, Ben, do me a favor, real quick. Pronounce your last name for us. Jandron. Okay. Like Mandarin, but with a J. Very good, very good. Big Iron Man fan. Got it. Um, Jake, we got a good one here. D6i4.com. Ben Jandron is with us. Uh, ben, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, we're going to talk jackets, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, but first, Ben, uh, you got to tell us, you got a very slick site there, the 6i4.com. Tell us about how you guys got started and what people can expect on that site. Yeah, uh, how it got started was a pretty interesting story. Um, I'll give you the short version. I uh, went to school at the University of Dayton. I majored in electronic media, radio, television, whatever you want to call it, um, and then minored in journalism and economics. So I kind of had experience in the TV side and the radio side, a little bit in the writing side, but I hadn't really figured out my niche, if you will. So uh, about five years out of college, I worked in restaurants, and on the side, I started doing a sports blog while I was working, for the most part, two jobs, 40 to 70 hours a week, um, and called it Clutch Sports Blog. Now, that was with me, and then the other guy that I would do it with, for the most part, was uh, by the name of Drew Minahan. He does some other things on our site now, but that was when we were doing Clutch Sports Blog. Long story short, when we were doing that on the side, we went from about 30 page views a month to about 30,000 in three years and uh, applied to newspapers all over the Columbus area and just outside of it, um, got nothing back, and I kind of just was like, you know what, I'll start a website. So for a year and a half, planned out what I wanted to do with a website. Um, things, Some things went as planned, some things didn't, but where we are now, it's great. And uh, so, yeah, so the website started 1st of August, um, and about a year and a half before that, we just planned it out, launched it, and the overall mission of the 6i4.com is to have a website that covers sports, craft beer, and food, bring it all into one. So that's it. (laughs) Well, you guys got a great site, great looking, um, but uh, we got a bonus question here for you, Ben, that we didn't prepare you yeah. for. But we know the Blue Jackets are in the playoffs. Um, you cover everything on there, though, from Ohio State to the NFL, all all, all Ohio sports. But um, if we want to celebrate these Blue Jackets being in the playoffs, hopefully they get a win here before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But um, if we wanted a good craft beer to go with, what's your recommendation that we can use? Oh, okay. You guys uh... – I am, when it comes to craft beer, I am very into craft beer. So do you want local, like state of Ohio? or State of Ohio always. This is with an Ohio bias, Ben. State of Ohio? Okay, okay, yeah. That is a very good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say uh, Bodie, like CBC Bodie, Columbus Brewing Company Bodie, is really an easy way to go. Um, If you're up, you know, near the Cleveland area, obviously, an under-the-radar double IPA is that Hop Juju um, from Fatheads. I like that one a lot. I'm very much a fan of uh, Ohio, an interesting note, and this was just like a year ago, and I think it might still be the same. I was reading an article where it was, if it weren't for the state, be just behind the state of California, 
Ohio is the second most awarded state in the country for IPAs. So if you're an IPA drinker, you know, the West Coast is the best. They got the hops and everything. But Ohio actually produces some of the best IPAs, not only in the country, but in the world since Ohio is an IPA state. So don't be afraid to go out and try those hops. That's my best advice for the Ohio beer drinker. Well, cheers to that, Jake. Take it away. (laughs) And, of course, we're joined uh, by Ben Dandron of the 614. And, Ben, let's talk a little bit of hockey here and our Blue Jackets. You know, they've been struggling now, and, you know, we've seen the losses of Murray and Warinsky, and you're a little thin all of a sudden on the blue line going into the Pittsburgh series potentially here. Um, I know Yarmo made a couple trades. Uh, got Quincy for Dalton uh, Prout, you know, did he do enough to protect this team going into the playoffs, or did he sit on his hands maybe a little bit too much? Yeah, I think they did the right thing. Um, You know, I look at the trade deadline, and what the Blue Jackets did for the most part was stand pat. Uh, The Dalton Prout trade, I just think it was the right move. I I don't – think that the team moving forward was going to want to keep him so Quincy is kind of just the new fresh guy they brought in and and it's nice he scored a couple times in the last uh I don't know like five six games here um so he's gotten on the board and he's looked pretty good it was uh but with the blue line um for those worried about the injury concern and everything Ryan Murray should be back for the playoffs uh whether or not he's back for, like, the first game or two, I'm not sure yet. But when he broke his hand, it was an estimate that he would be back in time for the playoffs. So, for sure, he should be back at least some point during that Pittsburgh series. And then the Wierenski injury, um, I just read in the past, like, hour or two, Aaron Portsline was saying that Tortorella was very confident that Wierenski will be on the playoff roster. So, I guess the best way to put it is the Blue Jackets have lost five games in a row, and the defensive blue line, you know, the, the pairings they got, has not been a good sign. But that's something that I wouldn't really worry about too much. Um, the defense struggling is something that will not be as much of a problem in the postseason. And uh, – with them at the trade deadline not making many moves, I think they did the right thing because you don't want to – I mean, this is a hockey team that won 16 games in a row. You don't want to mess with the chemistry of that. You have it all in place, and when they are healthy, they showed that they can be, when playing consistent, one of the best, at least regular season hockey teams in the last 100 years. I mean, they did something, the second best, you know, winning streak – in NHL history. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at the Warinsky injury, though, and it being a shoulder injury, and we saw how the Capitals have taken runs at him, how the, the Bruins have taken runs at him, you know, and it's not going to get any easier in the playoffs. Uh, are you concerned about Warinsky at all going forward and how he can protect himself and, and knowing that these guys are going to test him and, and having to make that adjustment? Yeah, I think for uh, Warinsky, um, when you listen to the post-game comments from Torts, uh, it was kind of a like a, a valuable lesson as an NHL player. Um, right. Felino was commenting on it, too. He needs to play his game, but he does have to. It's on him. You, as a defenseman in the NHL, you have a priority 
to not only play your game, but a higher priority to, well, especially if you're younger coming into the league like Zach is, and probably maybe not as big and bulky as he will be one day. I, I don't want to speculate on that. I don't, I'm not like a trainer with the team. But, you know, you have to protect yourself. And I think the onus on him coming back, it's not as much of, oh, is he going to be able to make an impact? But it's more of, hey, be ready. Guys are going to see if they come after you, you know, what can happen there. And he has to protect himself. That is a responsibility as an NHL player that it seems obvious, like if you're just going into the league, into the league but uh, for Wierenski especially, um, he really just needs to be careful of what's going on around him and know that he's got a target on him. And, again, we're joined by Ben Mandarin of the 614.com. Ben, um, you know, you talked about the defense struggling and maybe that not being so much of a concern going into the playoffs, but uh, there's another unit struggling that definitely is a concern going into the playoffs, and that's the power play. Uh, talk to me a little bit about maybe how this team needs to kind of get it back going again and how they can do that. Yeah, uh, the power play with the Columbus Blue Jackets is one of the more interesting stories, uh, I guess, uh, microcosmic stories, if you will, in the NHL. Uh, the Blue Jackets had, it was well documented uh, for the, through the first you know few months of the season, they had the best uh, power play in the NHL. Uh, they have not scored on their last 20 now. And, yeah, it, it's a huge concern. Um, you look at it, and, you know, I've been watching this team play. It's, I don't want to say it's not bad because it's bad. And uh, in the last, it's been since, since the winning streak ended in January, they are in the bottom five in the NHL, like in power play. Uh, percentage. Yeah, um, yeah, it's bad. And, and to, to put, to add on to that, this is a team that doesn't get many calls in the NHL. They've had the least power play opportunities of any of the teams in the NHL. So you'd like to see opportunities to get it going. For example, the last game against uh, Winnipeg, they didn't even get a power play. Um, there, were, there was a, a play where Wierenski, he got high-sticked in the face, and it looked like he might have even lost a tooth. They didn't get a penalty called. Um, and, and, and again, this isn't like to try to go out and be like, man, the Blue Jackets, like, no one gives them respect. They just got to live with that. They're not getting the penalties called for them, but they got to figure it out. I, You know, w- when it comes to the power play and, and what they're not doing well is they're they're hesitating too much. Uh, you don't want to just take a shot right away, but they're they're passing the puck around, they're moving it around, and they're looking for that perfect opportunity. The players need to have – more of a scoring mindset or a shooting mindset, whatever you want to call it. Just get the puck to the net. What's going to happen on lots of power play goals is you you have an extra player on the ice, which means you can put an extra man near the goal crease to get those rebounds in the dirty areas. You up your percentages exponentially to get a rebound, you know, off a pad save or or off the post, whatever, and tap it in for a goal. They are not getting enough shots early on to create those second and third chance opportunities. They're they're looking more for that shoot once and score opportunity than letting everything play itself out and just getting the puck towards the net enough. 
Yeah, it sounds like uh, Boone Jenner may be a little bit of an answer for what you're talking about there. If they can get some shots going, that's uh, right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him uh, and uh, no, that's that's correct. And uh, Nick Felino is as well. Nick yeah. Felino is also pretty good at getting in the dirty areas. Yeah. Ben, one thing I noticed early on when they were wheeling and dealing and uh, winning 16 games in a row was they were playing with like kind of a loose, uh, nothing to lose, we're going to prove it to you attitude. But now I, I kind of feel, even before these five-game losing streak, just a sense of, uh, I don't know, just not being sure, not confident, or feeling like they've, they've, uh, they're too far advanced. Um, you know, do yeah. they, is that, do you get that feeling at all? And can they get back to that wheeling and dealing type team that we saw early on? Yeah, they, they're, they're playing hesitant. Um, and the, uh, the cliche in the locker room, which it's a cliche, but the guys are admitting, some of the guys are admitting to it is, you know, the teams, they're gripping the, the stick a little bit tighter. They're overthinking things. They are hesitant. Yeah. And, and I think that, What's happening on the power play, what's, what's happening is, you know, them being afraid to shoot the puck. It's the same kind of thing in, in everything that they're doing. Like, like, is this the right pass to make? Or should I be here on the ice? Should I be there? They're, they're overthinking it and not playing, like you said, loose. Um, when this team plays well, they're, they're extremely well coached. Uh, let's not forget John Tortorello coming in there, getting those guys in shape in camp, getting them ready to go. Uh, there is – this is a team that's well-coached, ready to go. They just need to trust everything they got out there. And, and I think it's as simple as just go out and play hockey. I mean, it sounds a little uh, ch- cliche, cheesy, whatever, but the uh, problem for this team is, is they just – their decision-making, it's – you uh, – sorry, I uh, – <coughs> Got a little under the weather for a second there. With their decision-making, this is a team that you can't hesitate in the National Hockey League. If you've ever watched a National Hockey League game from ice level, if you're right there, you realize how fast everything happens. Whatever you're watching from high up, it looks like it's going slow, but when you're right down there, you see how fast. If you think an extra tenth of a second to make a decision, it could be the difference between scoring a goal and turning the puck over for the team to go back and score on their end. You have to be decisive in what you do. And this team right now, they're they're a step behind, not physically, but mentally, I think, right now. We're with Ben, ben Dandron of the 614. It's, it, ben, let me jump in real quick. Ben, sure. uh, one of the things, you, you, wrote on, you wrote one of the pieces on the 6i4.com uh, it was after the Blackhawks game, and this is kind of after the Caps game, too. We know Calvert and Bjorkstrand went down, but um, is that also what you're talking about? It kind of goes into, like, that title tagline that you had for those posts, which it was playing the right way. Um, does the physicality have a toll on the Blue Jackets, and that's something that they can match as we get ready to finish up the season? Yeah, the, the physicality part, um, I you know, they're doing fine in the whole physicality portion of it. Um, I don't really know the stats with the hits and everything, but they're going out there. They're playing tough. It's uh, I don't I don't think this team is worn out physically. I think that they're worn out mentally. Like let's not forget, this is a Blue Jackets team that's broken tons of franchise records. They're having their best season of all time. They're inexperienced 
when it comes to being the team that's kind of the favorite, that's expected to win, it's overwhelming to have the expectations and live up to them. I mean, it's easier for anybody to succeed with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, for example, uh, I'll, I'll go to another sport, um, and it's a little, it's a little biased. It's not an Ohio bias, but Aaron Rodgers. I'm a Packer fan. A bunch of my family's from Green Bay. When he has a chip on his shoulder, when he's got something to play for, you see what happens. He can bring his game to another level. The Blue Jackets haven't had that, uh, whatever you want to call it, metaphorical chip on their shoulder for, for about, I don't know, one or two months. And I think that, you know, they came into this season feeling like they didn't have any respect from the league, feeling like that team where everybody, you know, they're the laughing stock of the league. They had something to prove. And then when they proved it, I feel like that's when it started to be, well, you can't use that anymore because you guys, you got over 100 points. You guys are playing well at home. You're playing well on the road. You have a, a goalie that, you know, in Bobrovsky, and we'll probably get to him later, could be a vet, you know, win the Vesna Trophy. Um, it's this team, they don't have the, that, what they usually have, and, and that's just, you know, trying to prove to everybody that they're a good hockey team. Everyone knows they're a good hockey team now. And, and it's what is it that you're playing for now? And, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a Stanley Cup, guys. And, and that's why the regular season, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for it, they need to play better in the regular season right here these last two games, especially offensively. But they know, and they call it the real hockey, it starts next week. It can be tough for a team to be, be playing when they know they're not exactly really playing for anything until next week. Yeah, no, those cheeseheads will be excited this season because uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, dumped his girlfriend Olivia Munn, so maybe he'll be playing for something too uh, past the yeah, last yeah. Conference this year. <laughs> that was a nice off-season move. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I apologize, Ben. Uh, ben Dandridge from the 6 i um, But uh, talking a little oh, bit of Blue right. Jackets hockey, um, you know, you talked just for a minute there about the inexperience uh, of this team at times. You know, there are a few guys that have had some playoff experience, like Scotty Hartnell, Doobie, uh, guys like that. But there's also some guys that had some Calder Cup playoff experience last year that obviously are going to make a big impact. Warinsky obviously comes first to mind. But Oliver Bjorkstrand has had a really, really nice season, kind of out of nowhere. Talk a little bit about him and what we can maybe expect to see uh, from him in the playoffs. Yeah, um, Oliver Bjorkstrand, if you guys get into the analytics of what he was doing before he came to the Blue Jackets, it was like, I think it's the WHL, and it was uh, it was like some West Coast like hockey league or something. And he had like several games where he was scoring like three, four goals a game. I mean, he was lighting the lamp like crazy. The reason he didn't get his chance with the Blue Jackets right away was because he was a small guy I mean, like length, a little smaller, but he really needed to bulk up. Um, he is a player, when you looked at his film, he was electric on film. And, and really, when the season started, he was essentially 
you know, penciled into the starting lineup, and he didn't play that well those first five games. You know, kind of he had to go back down, prove himself again, and now he's proved that he, he's worthy. Um, to tell you a little bit about him, he's a guy who shot uh, is best described as deceptive. And, and it's it's not the trajectory of it isn't like everybody else's. I, that's the best way to put it. Can't really describe it any other way. And then he, he's somebody who's got some great speed. He he's able to use since he's not the tallest guy. Like he's able to be a little bit more. Uh, he's got more when he's got the puck. I guess versatility. He's going to be a little bit quicker with it. Um, can make quick moves since he's lower to the ground. And uh, this last game, actually, against Winnipeg, I thought he made – so when I go to Blue Jackets games, I got quarter season in the club level on the shoot once side. We call it the Bob Twice side. Um, but uh, he had a pass to Scott Hartnell from just outside the blue line where he chipped the puck ahead before the players went into the zone, just like right around the boards to a point where there was a defender that was like parallel with him and he had no chance to get it to him. So he chipped it ahead, like, on the boards, and it led to Scott Hartnell getting the puck, making a pass between the legs to Jenner, who finished it. And and this pass from Bjorkstrand was, like, one of the best passes I've seen all season. So he can score. He can pass. He's a guy that really gets that offense going. And it was right around the trade deadline where we called him back up, and he's really been an offensive force. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, who it's going to be if the Jackets make a big playoff run, not exactly sure, but, you know, he's one of those guys that could be, when the playoffs start, somebody that everyone starts talking about around the league. Let's talk for a second about the potential playoff matchup here with the Penguins. It sure looks like that's going to be the opponent. And maybe that's a good thing, that you catch them early here as they've still got injuries that they're dealing with, uh, with Malkin, of course, Latang's out for the entire playoffs. Um, you know, my thought is that we talked about the wheeling and dealing and playing with nothing to lose and house money versus playing tight and gripping the stick. You know, you maybe get back to that as having to need to prove yourself again in the playoffs and and playing the Stanley cup champions and probably going to be a pretty big underdog in this series. So, uh, maybe just talk to me about what you think of this matchup with the penguins and what to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the matchup with the Penguins, and first of all, it's it's sealed. Um, that's what it's going to be, and the Blue Jackets are going to be on the road. Like, all of that is 100%. Um, it's in the books. Okay. It's going to be a great matchup. Um, and you look at these two teams, Pittsburgh, you know, dominated the Blue Jackets the last time they played uh, just this last week. But that was, again, with the Blue Jackets. Uh, without Ryan Murray, Zach Wierenski, and while their offense was still just completely out of sync. Um, So you look at the matchup, though, now. Earlier when these teams played in the year, the Blue Jackets beat the Penguins at Nationwide Arena 7-1 earlier this year. And it's a game that happened pretty early on in the 16-game winning streak. I think it might have been game like a... Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think it might have been game like uh, like seven or eight, like somewhere in there. It was around the halfway mark of that 16-game winning streak when that yeah. happened. Yeah. And they were, uh, they were hammering the big boys back then. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And and I'll say this, guys. Is this matchup? Like, forget, throw out, throw everything out the window. It's the NHL playoffs. This isn't the NBA playoffs, uh, where you know seeding usually means this team's better than the other team and all that. Uh, and forget that the Penguins won the cup last year. All of that's important. We we all know who Pittsburgh is. But the Blue Jackets this year, I think it's interesting when you talk about why the Blue Jackets have a chance. It's not that, oh, the Penguins aren't that good or anything. No, no. The Penguins are a great team. They're going to come ready to play. They're, they got a goaltender in, uh, in, uh, in Murray that's actually, you know, he just won a cup last year, obviously, and, and he's going to be ready to go. He, he's, I think, their most underrated piece. Um, but the Blue Jackets, when they play well, when they win games, because they play their game, they don't try to adjust to their the way their opponent plays as much as they're going to go out and play their game and they have that swagger, this is what we're going to go do. They have arguably the best goaltender in the NHL. They have offensive scoring from top to bottom when they get it going, and and they have a power play that, yeah, it, it's disappeared, but we've show we you know we've seen for about almost half a season that it's a power play that can be the best in the NHL. So it's all right there in front of them, and they don't need to look at their opponent as much as just look at themselves and be like, all right, let's go play our game. And, and that's what's interesting about this team. It, it's not that they're going to go out like you, you think about the the Patriots. Like, why are they so good? They'll go out and they'll find their opponent's weakness and they'll attack it. Like with the Blue Jackets, it's as simple as here's how we're going to play. If we do it the right way, no one can beat us. And that's why I think they got a chance, a real chance against the Penguins. And and I apologize for not giving you a lot of in-depth insight on the Pens. I will say this about them, though. Sidney Crosby, uh, I was talking with Dave Holcomb, uh, who writes for the Penguins on it's uh, fan-sided. I believe it's fan-sided or fan-rag, one or the other. And um, he was saying that Crosby, his goal scoring has went up because he's gotten a little bit more aggressive off the puck and found kind of those dirty areas around the net. So watch for Crosby to be a huge impact in this series. I mean, uh, Dubinsky, uh, Brandon Dubinsky of the Blue Jackets, he's been known in the past for shutting him down in the playoffs. So we'll see if that happens again. But uh, Sid the Kid, I mean, he, he's going to come and he's going to play. I mean, the Penguins, they know what it's like to win hockey games. They they're, they have all the experience in the world. It's it's your classic, you know, even with the Blue Jackets having 100-plus points and they've played the Penguins in the playoffs before. It's, it's a David Goliath type of thing. I mean, for the Blue Jackets to actually beat the Penguins, like if that happened, people would be shocked. Now, to say it could happen doesn't sound that crazy. To see it happen, that's like a whole new thing. Well, I was shocked when I saw saw three goals in 30 seconds earlier this season, Ben. So uh, we Mm -hmm. want to get you out of here on this one, buddy. Uh, Give us the shout-outs to social media, you know, how people can follow you on social, and also to just the exact, uh, the 6i4.com, once again, what people uh, can find there on that sports and lifestyle site. Yeah, so for social media, uh, Twitter, you can follow me at 
clutch blogger. And then the 6i4.com, just type in at the 6i4. Um, also, with uh, with the website, we are going to – we're getting a little bit more just Columbus, Ohio. So next year, this next year we're just going to be doing Blue Jackets, Buckeye football, and then we're also going to be doing some Columbus Clippers stuff. So if you guys got any questions midway through the season about uh, the Columbus Clippers with some players who could be coming up to the Indians, like who's looking good for the Indians AAA affiliate baseball team, we, uh, we're going to have access talking to those players before some games here during the season as well. Um, and then, yeah, it, the, the biggest thing that we really got to get going on the website, it's uh, time constraints is the, the biggest problem with, with me working like 45 hours a week on the side. Um, we're going to get some uh, some good food and beer articles going. Um, say, that, say that one more time real quick, man. Uh, we're going to get some good food and beer articles going here. Uh, in, in the next few months, and and our last one we just wrote about crafted drafts, a beer store in Gahanna that really has premier like beers you cannot find like anywhere else in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that got like a thousand views. So, you know, we're in these next upcoming years because we are in the infancy of this website. We're going to have a lot of really cool. Uh, beer and food articles coming up. Um, so it's just the beginning of something special. But uh, Blue Jackets, Ohio State football, Columbus Clippers, that's going to be your mainstays on the sports side. And um, as always, you know, craft beer and food, it's we're just going to – it's going to start rolling out. We're going to get more and more here as uh, as time goes on. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you for being on the podcast, man, and uh, for the great stuff you're doing at the 6i4.com. All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a good one. Enjoy All right. Thanks a lot, man. Sorry about that. Say what now? I said sorry about that. I could have gone on for too long. There. Yeah, uh, we I messed up the time anyway though, so it, everything screwed up. I don't know, like my, I I don't know how I messed up this time. I I double booked for twelve o'clock, so that's what I was. Oh shit! So I was trying to see if we could cut that off and get to her, but she's got to go, so that's not gonna happen now. I don't know. I got to try to rework her. Um, so that's my fault though. That's just my fault. Um. That's why I was trying to jump in there, kind of wrap it up a little bit. Um, yeah, this fine. Um, I don't know. You got what, what's your schedule like this week? Um, I've got baseball games Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, so I won't be available after two o'clock uh, till seven o'clock. What you got? Um, I can do. I can do anything after seven. Um, I can do anything tomorrow up till three. Okay. Let me try to work on something for tomorrow. If not, we'll just do like the little Indians calves piece um, tomorrow and talk about, you know, kind of what we're trying to do with an IO bias. But I, I got to try to get myself together over here. This is really just, I just got pissed off. That's why I'm just not in a good mood now. Because this is the first, well, it's not the first time it's happened, but that's just a bad mistake out of me. I even got a whiteboard over here now, and I got it written on the board at the exact time, so I don't even understand how it happened. Um, I know how it happened. I got in a conversation with somebody right before we were about to start doing stuff today about something else. So that's what, you know what I'm saying? Uh, got me sidetracked. Yeah, sorry, man. No, it's not your fault. This is on me. So, um, All right. All right. Well, get your shit together. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. No, um, but we'll look to we'll look to do something tomorrow. Um, I'm thinking eleven yeah. o'clock. So, okay, that should that should be fine. All right, all right. Yeah, just uh, email me. Let me know what you what okay. you want to do. All right, cool.